Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another day of the Daily Thread. We want to welcome a lot of new listeners. The numbers have recently jumped, so big welcome to our new listeners of the Daily Thread. We're so happy to have you here. That slight noise you hear in the background is, if you're not watching, is my father sitting outside in Boynton Beach as somebody is cutting the grass. I thought, uh, I thought you guys saw enough of the... Uh shades in the kitchen uh the last uh, couple of days and you know it it got very beautiful today uh it was a little bit cool here for the last couple of days so there wasn't right. uh it wasn't so comfortable to sit outside uh but today is uh, warming up it's close to 70 degrees already and uh the guy the guy running by here cutting the grass you're gonna see him scoot by and uh and i'm on uh electric uh, grass cutter in a few seconds uh but it really, it really smells good There's nothing like fresh cut yeah grass. ah fresh cut grass it smells amazing it really does that's, that's it really why does I'm, i agree that, with you that's why i'm sitting out here you know you told me it's too much noise but uh, i i hear fire engines on central avenue sometimes while you're talking i don't see you complaining or flinching about that okay so let's get to our first news story for today well today is tuesday morning and this happened this morning <laughs> So this is our first news stories for today. The M- an NYPD officer was shot in the Bronx. Police officer was shot in the Bronx early Tuesday morning while he was patrolling an area known to police for gang activity. Uh, two uniformed officers from the public safety team were patrolling East, Tre- uh, East Trema- Tremont mm-hmm. in an unmarked car when they saw two men on the corner of East 183rd Street and Prospect Avenue. As the officers drove up to the men, one of the suspects fired six shots at the vehicle, mm-hmm. striking the windshield and the officer in the passenger seat, according to police. Both officers then exited the vehicle and returned fire. Uh, the, the, the shot officer's partner, a seven-year veteran, rushed him to the hospital, all while uh, giving over the descriptions of the suspects. The officer identified as, as Officer Lee is a three-year veteran. They took a 16-year-old into custody and found a 32 caliber gun on him. Um, I'm looking to see if this officer is okay. Uh, police are still searching for two men connected to the shootings. doesn't say this article in the shoe world does not say the condition of the officer that was shot. But again, a 16 year old uh, taken into custody this morning in the Bronx with a 32 caliber gun on him involved in a gang shooting, shooting an officer. That's terrible. Didn't, didn't a six year old shoot a teacher? Last year, somewhere uh, I think in Virginia. Not last year. No, it last happened week. a couple. It happened no, a week last, ago. Last week, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's a six-year-old doing with a gun? You know, uh, it's a uh, it's it's out of control, and, and it's not the guns. It's the it's the people. It's the family situation. It's the lack of a family environment. Um, I told you many times in the name of uh, our cousin in Montana, Chaim Sholbrook, where the entire state has nine hundred thousand people population. And 25 million, yeah. 25 million registered guns and zero crime. Yeah. So it's not the guns. Got to cut, cut that out. Absolutely zero crime? Zero crime? Zero crime. Yeah, zero crime. There's no crime. There's no okay, crime well, in Montana. Yeah, speaking of another crime that took place over the weekend, Alabama basketball player Darius Miles is one of the men arrested and charged with the capital murder of a 23-year-old woman early Sunday morning. Now, the interesting interesting thing about this is this, is this, pat, this basketball player who is playing for Alabama, which obviously is a Division One team. Uh, I believe it was one of the beat writers uh, in college basketball tweeted on Monday morning that Darius Miles will be out 
indefinitely with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if that's I don't know if that was referring to the ankle bracelet he's gonna be wearing probably in jail or if that was actually an ankle injury because uh, he's not out for an ankle injury. He's probably gonna get twenty five to life for capital murder. What, that's uh, uh, what. Are, what is a Division One team? Can you explain that to me? Well, there's there's three divisions in college basketball. Okay. Uh, there's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Division one teams are, are are really good players, players who have a chance of making the NBA or making professional basketball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are some players who have made it in the past from Division two, but generally, it's Division one teams are, are very you, uh, they're very good. You, so long as you're talking about sports, uh, I guess there's a lot of sports fans in your in your uh, viewership and, and listenership. I don't know, actually. You know, it's 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 worth it's worth uh, finding out if people okay, do well, like when we talk about well, sports. The, I don't know. Well, well, did you see Tom Brady last night in that game against Dallas Didn't Cowboys? Look good. Oh my God! He, I, I, I when he, when he was walking off the field at the end of the game and he picked up his hat to the crowd, I thought to myself, "That's the last time you seeing Tom Brady on the football." You think set. so? He was terrible last night. That wasn't just the team. I know, but he was terrible. But be, besides. It's funny. The story of last night wasn't Tom Brady. The story of last night was Brett Maher. Not really. Who, it, it, no, it's, it's five points. It didn't matter. They lost by like Abba, twenty-five points. Ah, but the guy missed four extra points. So he was, four extra point field goals. He, Those are chip shots that maybe you can even hit one if you're given an opportunity. Not, this guy's a professional kicker, and uh, he gets he goes out there and he any 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 completely shanked four of them. He was freaked out. Four of them. He was freaked out. Couple of. He was right. He was yeah, nervous, yeah, but he, but but it, it was it was like there there is a a live there is a way to watch the game where you have Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, doing some live commentary, and they were just like, yeah, at this point, uh, you kind of just go for two every time. You don't you don't give him the ball to kick. Anyways, like that's that's our sports for today. Yeah, uh, so- Dallas Cowboys are moving on. And yeah. Tom Brady, I don't know. We might we might not see him again. Let me tell you about something that uh, I think is more relevant to Jewish life uh, than the sports stories, which of course are interesting but a distraction uh, nevertheless. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a senatorial delegation in touring the Middle East, led by a Jewish senator, uh, Democratic Senator Jackie Rosen uh, from Nevada. She's leading the delegation, and they're going to the different countries that are parties to the uh, Abraham Accords. And they're going to, you know, celebrate, I guess it's uh, coming up to the second anniversary of the Abraham Accords. So they're making a tour and meeting with the leadership. Um, and like I said a moment ago, only a Jewish senator could do this. And by the way, as part of the delegation, is New York Senator Kirsten uh, Gillibrand is also there as well. But Senator Rosen, she said that when she gets to Israel, She's going to refuse, yeah. Her delegation is going to refuse to meet with Public uh, Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir and Finance Minister uh, Basal Smorich because she doesn't like their politics. Have you ever heard of such a thing? They just they just coming back from Arab countries that have no elections, no democracy. Um, a lot of the so-called freedoms that we celebrate in America and Israel are illegal in these countries. But they have no problem meeting with anybody. But when it comes to Israel, they're starting to figure out that, and only a Jewish senator can do this. I don't think a non-Jewish senator would have the 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 know-how or the inclination or the chutzpah to do such a thing. But uh, Ben Gvir and yeah. Smorich are democratically elected, uh, key people in the Netanyahu government. Um, 
Ben Gvir, what, what does she want? What does she want to meet with them? Because Ben Gvir is committed to cracking down on terrorism, uh, to protect Israelis, and uh, uh, and making sure that the police and the military cracks down on the uh, people that uh, commit terror acts. And Finance Minister Smorich, what is he doing that she so objects to? Taking American funds that are given to the Palestinian Authority that they use to reward people for killing Jews. What? What? what who's doing this thinking? It sounds like somebody in the in the in the Joe Biden uh, chain of command is doing the thinking here, because that's that's not yeah. they, these are these are not people that took over the government with guns or tanks. They were elected by the people and they represent the people. And I, I'm accusing Jackie Rosen of being too comfortable as a uh, elected uh, Jewish member uh, of of the Senate. And Kirsten Gillibrand, who's a New York senator, who represents. A lot of Jews here that live in New York should know better than to act in such a way when it comes to um, visiting Israel. What do you think? I, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Uh, she definitely shouldn't be so comfortable as to do this. And we urge people to reach out to their to their Congress, their Congress people, right, and right, uh, right, absolutely. and demand the answers. Another story I see here: I see a tweet from Honest Reporting on Twitter. And this is a this is a stat we could discuss. Ninety three percent, ninety three percent of Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza harbor anti Semitic attitudes. So um, I'm not shocked by that. Are you shocked by that? Uh, no, um, I think it's natural. It's natural uh, in that uh, in that area. I think it was Yitzhak Shamir, who was the prime minister in the early '90s, who said that uh, Palestinians get where they get their Jew hatred from. He said it comes to them from their mother's milk. You know, they they get it very early on. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not shocking if we're if we're kind of wondering where why all the violence is happening there. I think a stat like that spells it out a hundred percent. No, ninety three ninety three percent. Come on now, that's a little bit it's yeah. a little bit much. Yeah, it's a it's a very bad situation, and uh, no one's encouraging it to uh, to change. If no, you ask me, no, it's 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 awful. You know. Uh, after so many decades of talking about peace and uh, dealing with uh, with so much money uh, that's being transferred, then you know the unemployment in the Palestinian territories is like over fifty percent. But uh, nobody's starving. Every time they have a, a riot or a, a protest, everybody's dressed very nicely. I see they usually wearing nice T-shirts and they have nice jeans and nice shoes. You know, they're not walking around in rigs. Uh, so right. they're getting money from somewhere. So somebody's supporting them. So they really have no uh, no horse in the race. You know, they really can harbor these um, natural uh, animosities towards Jews that are handed down from from generation to generation uh, pretty easily. One hundred percent. There was a tweet the other day from Colin Rugg. The, the tweet read. <laughs> Can someone tell me why Hunter Biden was allegedly paying $49,000 a month in rent at his father's house where the classified docs were found? Yeah, I could, now, I could tell you a, why. Yeah, can you tell me why? Yeah, that's, how he got it. that's how he gave some of the money that he was getting from Ukraine and from China to his father. It'll take, it'll take time to prove that. But I think yeah, but if that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the direction that we're going in. What do you think? There's paying, been so much. Why do you think he's paying $49,000 a month's rent? What do you think so? Why Hunt, why Hunter was paying yeah. to, to to Joe? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think he was paying forty nine? I don't know. Which is overcharging. I don't know. I mean, who? I, I don't know. 
Did I, did I ever charge you rent for living in the, my house? You, I, don't, I, I think, guess not. You thinking? You ever want to think about it a little bit? I don't think you did. I don't think I did. So is Joe charging? Could, is yeah. Joe charging Hunter rent? You think? Listen, you we're, you're about to see. It's going to unfold very very slowly, but you're about to see uh, the uh, explosion of the biggest political scandal in the history of the United States of America. Okay, uh, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. It has to be proven in a legal and proper way, and uh, it's 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 uh, it's unfolding. I think. I think well, let's be real. Nothing. Let's be real. Is anything actually going to happen, or is it just talk? It's just talk. Is anything actually okay. going to happen? I mean, is anyone going to go to jail? Um, you know, presidents have resigned from office for less. Uh, Richard Nixon resigned for much less. You know, so look at the. Is it less? I mean, but that was that was proven. That was that was brought in front of uh, that was brought in front of Congress. No, yeah, well, he was going to be impeached, so he resigned instead of being impeached. And I think uh, this is uh, this is something that's being planned by the Democratic Party. And you know how you know that because Democratic Party, a Democrat said earlier this week that he thinks this may have been planted by Republicans on in the Biden household to look at, make him look bad, and that's a sure sign. That it was planted. If it was planted by anybody, it was planted by the Democrats because that's how they. The Democrats work like this. They accuse you of doing what they're doing. That's how. That's how they. That's how. That's how they've been working since Trump was elected president in uh, in twenty. I do not. I do not think that anything's going to happen from this. I think it's going to. I think every presidency, we there's a there's some sort of scandal, and and, and whether it's real or not, you know, it could very well be that Hunter did commit all these crimes and Joe Biden committed these crimes, but nobody, let's be real. Nobody has committed more crimes than probably the Clinton family and more specifically Hillary Clinton. And she has never uh, paid for any of those crimes. So there's no reason to think that all of a sudden now Joe Biden is going to start paying for the crimes. They're being protected. He's fine. Um, I, I don't think that I don't think that anything's going to come about it. I think uh, the Democrats want to get rid of him before 2024. He has this crazy idea that at the age of 82 that he's going to run for president again, and uh, they don't want it. And this is the only way. This is the only way they could figure out to uh, to to get rid of him is okay. by by, we'll by, another, another... by creating a scandal that forces him uh, to resign. I hear you. I. I hear you. I guess we'll see. Uh, a headline here via Vin News. Clashes between protesters, including children, and police at a Gaula cell phone store. Oh, really? In yet, an, in yet another demonstration against the sale of phones with internet access in Gaula neighborhood, clashes broke out between the protesters, many of whom were children and police. Mm-hmm. A police statement blamed extremists for violence and said officers tried to allow for pe- peaceful protests, but a certain stage demonstrators began to riot and attempted to damage the shop. Police claimed that the children present, uh, present at the demonstration were cynically used on the front line by their parents, as well as interfering with traffic and throwing objects as passing buses. Officers were working to clear the protesters, who police said threw a plastic bottle and hurled in, invective toward uh, officers after being ordered to disperse. The Israeli police will continue to allow freedom of protest within the limits of the law, but will not allow vandalism, violent, violent rioting, or any attempt to harm business owners, citizens, or officers. The police statement has said this is listen we see this from time to time it's awful that it happens it's not okay um it's i don't know i i personally think that it comes from a place of of like boredom 
and looking for an activity. Um, but when it comes to like the Kikar Chavez protests and a protest outside a cell phone store, you don't like it. You don't want them selling phones there. You want to protest, uh, you know, you want to protest it in a, in a dignified manner as a from Jew, as a Haredi Jew, like you're expected, then go ahead, do that. You want to start throwing objects. You want to start, start pushing people and, and calling people Nazis. It's not, it's not okay. So it's not okay. It shouldn't happen. So what are you saying? It's just a way to get out of yeshiva for an afternoon? Is that what you're saying? No, I think first of all, it happens in the evening. So I don't know if it's a way to get out of yeshiva. I just think that. Oh, you get out of, I just you think get that out of night seder that way. I guess. Maybe get out of night seder. And also Shabbos afternoon, you know, the, when, you know. <laughs> they can't sleep Shabbos afternoon, I guess. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to come across uh, as like I'm criticizing Haredim. I think this is a small percentage <laughs> right, of people. Of I think I think the small percentages are people who are doing something wrong, and it's, it's, uh, it's extremists. What you call extremists? You have this. You have this in every sect, and I think that you know, even you know, it, it's a it's sort of like hypocritical of me. I don't like when this is being reported, but we're here talk. We're here talking about it, so let's talk about how we don't like it being reported and not reported again. I think that there's so much, there's so many better stories to talk about as it pertains to the Jewish world and the and the Haredim. But you know what? Like, let's just not let's just not do this. You know, let, let's not let's not be violent. We're, we're Jews. We're Haredim. We're 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 B'nai Torah. Let's not be violent. Let's not throw bottles at police officers. Let's not do that. Yeah. I find that you don't – I don't know. Do you, do you find that you don't see that in American Jews? Well, Or maybe they just don't have the opportunity? American Jews don't do – we don't do that. We protest. I think we protest differently here, you know, on a, on a, not, not, not on that level. Um, but uh, it, is, uh, it is an ugly, ugly way to protest, and I think, uh, I think the leadership is responsible. I think someone told them to go out there and do that. These kids didn't uh, decide on their own to go out there and whatever they're doing, throw rocks, break windows – Stop traffic, you know. They someone told them to do it, you know. Someone in a in a leadership position, you know. And a, a, a related story is a story about the, a second the member of the Turi Karta uh, who visited the home of uh, a Palestinian leader of Islamic Jihad of that organization. Oops, there I go again. Um, a second member of the radical Turi Karta sect who visited the home of a leader of Islamic Jihad terrorist organization in Jenin last week has been arrested. The arrest was made immediately yeah. upon his landing in Israel after the return from abroad. So where, where was he coming from? He didn't, he was in Janine. Where did he go? He went someplace else. Where did he go? He went, he went to Europe somewhere and then he flew back into Israel. I don't know. I don't exactly understand. Maybe he went, he went, he went to go get a croissant from, from Paris. I don't know. I don't know where he went. He went to Belgium. He went to, to I don't know where he went to London. Anyway, last Monday, a delegation from uh, the radical sect visited Janine and stayed in the home of Islamic leader Bassam el Saadi. The delegation met several senior members of the terrorist organization and declared their support for the Palestinian cause. It's a terror organization, Islamic Jihad. And if you're aiding and abetting terror, you're committing a crime, and you have to be. A yeah, I mean, when we. When we discussed this story last week, I thought right away, like, there's no, there's no chance that these, that they're going to come back to Israel and not be arrested because you met with a terrorist. And it's not because you're uh, Naturi Karta. If you're anybody and you meet with terrorists, you're going to get arrested yeah. and you're going to have to pay the price. Well, two of them were, well, you're gonna, <laughs> two of them were arrested and uh, one was already released. So I don't know. Okay. Listen, you're going to love this story. Good. Okay. You ready for this? I'm
a United Kingdom yeshiva was told not to ask prospective students if they use social media at home. Now, who told them? A Haredi school in Hackney has been told by the British government that it cannot have an admissions rule prohibiting incoming students from using social media at home. Uh, the Office of Schools uh, found that Isode Hatora Senior Girls Schools admissions rules do not comply with the government regulations, even though the school is subsidized with government funding. In its decision, the office said only public activities could be required or prohibited for admissions purposes. Although the school considered social media activity to be public, the government says it's not. It's a private activity. The agency said that the admissions rule at Isode Hatora said that home entertainment is strictly not allowed. In the eyes of the adjudicator, that means any entertainment accessed online via any computerized device. Uh, this includes online gaming or any online presence, which involves personal social use. Uh, the adjudicator felt the use of the word home was incompatible with a requirement that another person can provide a confirmation as to what has taken place or not taken place as if it were occurring in the public domain. The agency also told the school that it may be required to accept more students this year as its current entry exam, as its current entry maximum was too low. State subsidized religious schools are permitted to require certain levels of observance, but the rules need to be fair, clear, and objective. So can you imagine you have in the United Kingdom, Get, the, the schools are getting the the government is getting involved in the rural school about be telling the students that they cannot use social media at home. So you know you have that here too in some schools, some applications to some schools. Uh, yeah, but I don't think the government. I don't think the government says that you can't do that. No, uh, of course not. But uh, it really it really leads into the age old debate uh, that's been going on for decades, probably uh, fifty or, or more years. Uh, what influences a kid more, the school environment or the home environment? You know, if if a kid's a good kid, is it because of what he sees at home or is it because of what he sees at school? Uh, could, he, could there be a contradiction between the two? Could he have a difficult life at home and have a good life in school and be a good student? Or how, how, does, how does one impact on the other? And, um, you know, in my experience over the years, uh, when you guys were in yeshiva, when you had different conversations about different issues, um, people, uh, people who believe it's the home, uh, you know, people that have children uh, say it's the yeshiva impact, and people who run yeshiva say it's the home impact. So it's like a, it's like a back and forth. It's like a never end. Well, you don't run a, you don't run a yeshiva, and you don't have kids right now in school. So what would you say it is? It's a, it's a, it, well, it's a never ending argument. Is, is what it is. You uh, don't want to chime in? Um, I don't know. I have to think about it. Ask me again tomorrow. Let me think about it. Um, I don't think it's a definitive. I think it's a. I think at this at this juncture, I think it's a combination uh, of the two. Um, I think you have to have a healthy environment uh, in both. Kids have to be treated well in school, and they have to have a conventional, healthy, uh, constructive uh, home environment. Now, what's a healthy, constructive home environment? That you could also debate uh, endlessly. Uh, but uh, I, if I had to give a. Uh, um, uh, one an edge over the other, I would say that the home environment is more important than the school environment. What do you think? As a former student, I, as a former student, I would I would probably agree with that. I would probably agree with that, uh, and it has nothing to do with where are more hours spent. I think that it has to do um, with, the, with the quality uh, of the time spent. I think. Yeah, right? I think so. 
I would say so. And you know what? For our listeners, you can chime in on this conversation. You can head to the daily thread at meaningfulminute.org and send us an email or sign up for our WhatsApp status and maybe take the poll. Um, but we have more content coming your way via WhatsApp and also on tomorrow's episode of the Daily Thread. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast, to review this pop- podcast, and to leave this podcast a rating. Uh, again, a big, big thank you and a big welcome to our new listeners. Yeah, I'm so happy uh, to have you aboard. What happened after you discovered there's so many new listeners? You, I don't know. You, I don't know. What? Just this. You just checked the numbers or something. Uh, somebody. somebody oh, yeah, I was looking shoulder. at the number. I saw that there's an increase in the last few days. So. Big welcome, and we'll see you all again tomorrow. Okay. Have a good day, everybody.